After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people scream weird shit like this. What's the dinner? I'm making quiche! Yeah! My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What, pray tell, is coming up on the show today, and more importantly, can we think of any good puns about it? I've been, thought I was going to scoop you today with a good pun. You know, I don't like to. I, I don't know. like to do the pun until after the show. And then we name the show after the pun. Um, yeah. So today we're talking about wrestlers and commercials, and I and I I don't mean Greco-Roman wrestlers, in case that's oh. what you were wondering. Hmm. Uh, no, I mean professional wrestlers. Um, but I was a little bit interested in sort of you know we we've talked a little we did a show recently about beefcake actors, um, and certainly um, some some dudes who uh, were professional wrestlers. And then transitioned into acting or, or more mainstream entertainment like John Cena and The Rock. Um, they certainly qualify as beefcakes. They were uh, they got their start in wrestling. But today we're talking about the guys who really are only and will forever be known primarily as the their wrestler uh, personas. Their their uh, you know, professional wrestling. They did not cross over to the mainstream. They yeah. are not starring in any Amy Schumer movies. Exactly, exactly. So um, so these are going to be mostly unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty unwatchable, no, okay, exactly. Good. Okay, cool. Uh, so we A will... couple of them uh, transcend the, jo- the genre. I just want to throw this out there, though. We got Matt. We got Ring. We got yeah. Wrestle. I just fight. felt like I could fight. I feel like I... Could have had fifty show titles ready for you before we came in here today, and I'm coming up with nothing. I'm a It'll little bit disappointed us. in It'll myself. Um, also, we will check in with an old commercial from 1995 that I found on a VHS tape. This is a Washington State Lotto commercial. Now, for a while there, Washington State Lotto had some of the best commercials on local TV. I think they had mm-hmm. some really interesting campaigns. Then the campaigns went downhill. That was probably around the time our friends stopped working on them, although I'm not sure. Um, But this one from 1995, I don't know who worked on it. I find it frustratingly incomprehensible. Okay. And I think it's supposed to be funny, and I find it frustratingly unfunny and incomprehensible. Which is also how people have sometimes described my performance on the show. Uh, and we'll check in with the ad council, which I don't know much about this, Genevieve, but we got a, a message from an ad counselor who um, I guess saw a bunch of commercials. Um, from someone that we really love. Oh, is this the Sam Richardson email? Yes. I saw an email come in on my phone that said, Sam Richardson alerts, <laughs> all like exclamation point or whatever. I didn't know what that was about. That's what this is. Okay. Yeah. And are there Instagram ads or did I misread that in your notes? Uh, I don't really know. Okay. They're just ads. They're just ads. Well, let's uh, start here with some get in the ring. All right, what do we got up first here? Well, probably 
when you think about wrestlers doing commercials and commercial campaigns, um, I don't know if there's a better known one than Randy Macho Man Savage for Slim Jims. Snap into oh, a Slim Jim. Oh, jeez, yeah, for our generation especially. Huh? Uh, and that was huge, yeah, when we were growing up. And uh, Randy Savage, uh, yeah, a.k.a. Macho Man, was like a big star in in pro- professional wrestling. I think he may have even been, he sort of may have predated uh, WWF, which then became WWE, um, but he's definitely like a very well-known uh, professional wrestler. He always, you know, he had wore the cowboy hat, and he was just like a very bombastic personality. Which, by the way, bombastic personality is pretty much uh, the only—that's the only temp that this dial goes to for most of these guys. You mean there's not a lot of subtlety in these? Commercials? Not a lot of subtlety. It's mostly like dudes kind of screaming. Although there's some some notable notable exceptions. Yeah, I hated these growing up. I just they they were so shy. I hate being hollered at. They're very loud. Um, some of them are more. Uh, and I think he probably did dozens of them, uh, and I found these three. But the three that I found were from the same basic structure of the campaign where something is happening in a scene that's kind of like quiet or boring or, um, you know, just like very, uh, very prim and proper in some in some context. Um, and then he sort of Kool-Aid mans into the scene mm-hmm. somehow and tells everybody to snap into a Slim Jim and his enunciation is so bad that I had I'll I'll translate it for you in the cases mm. where it's basically incomprehensible. But he just sort of comes in and goes like rah 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 rah, snap into a slim jim. You raise a good point. Who would win in a fight between <laughs> the Kool Aid Man and Macho Man Randy Savage? We could do another spokes spokes critter. Uh, yeah, is he a spokes critter? <laughs> he's a spokes critter. Randy Savage. Rest in peace. But yeah, because I mean, obviously, he's a professional wrestler. The Kool Aid Man is not. As far as I know, he's not prone to violence at all. Well, those walls would beg to differ. That's true. If you're a wall, the Kool-Aid Man's your number one threat, I would say. Yeah. Probably that and, dare I say, old people near 7-Elevens. <laughs> I feel like a lot of them drive through walls, too. Um, I feel like there's a real rash of that recently. Was there? Yeah. Old people driving through 7-Elevens because they thought the car was in the different gear but anyway I did. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that i once let my car roll backwards in the parking lot of a second at seven it was a seven there's something about seven eleven we're just thinking about all the goodies inside or I'm something so excited I, I don't, I don't to be know. at the seven eleven i don't know what it is but the thing is like i feel like the the kool-aid man would have a lot of mass he's got on, a lot of mass on randy savage like it'd and just be I hard to like negotiate yeah, and I don't understand the you know I'm not well versed in the physics of fluid dynamics either. So yeah. he's got all that sloshy, sloshy slosh around. Yeah, and who does that work in favor? I don't of? know. Is it there like... waterboarding involved? Is that too dark? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, it's Kool Aid boarding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, I don't want to. I don't want to continue. It would have been funny though, or interesting, I think, if we had found out that the CIA was recruiting the Kool Aid Man around two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, that would have been very suspicious. You'd have to ask some hard questions. <laughs> we would certainly have to ask some hard questions. Uh, it was a different time. Okay, so what is the first boring slash um, genteel setting here? Okay, so this is like a this is a funny one to me because it's so random. This is a light store. Oh, and usually uh, uh, Randy Savage is like rescuing some kids, like teenagers, from the boredom of whatever the like boring adults in their lives are trying to get them to do. So yeah. in this one, we have two teenage boys. They're in for for whatever reason. I guess their teenage. I guess their job is or they're working in 
a light store, like a lighting, like lighting store with like, you know, fan lights and lamps and all kinds of things. And the, the crotchety old light store owner who was, you know, who had the temerity to offer them paid employment, I guess, uh, is like, make some crack at their expense. Like how many teenage boys does it take to screw in a light bulb? Um, and then before they can answer, I, I think Randy Savage comes in and does has some kind of wordplay, which you won't be able to understand before he tells everybody to snap into a Slim Jim. So boring. So how many high school boys does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> what a light up your life. Yeah! Snap into a Slim Jim! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so pure chaos. Just laughing because it's so pure chaos. Total chaos. Certainly. While after he comes in and says, "Want to light up your life," which is what he says at first, which he, which is I thought I thought he said something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then he, he gives the boys the Slim Jims. Everybody snaps into a Slim Jim. The light store owner, who's dressed like a pharmacist for some reason, yeah, that is like leaps off of the ladder that he's on. and is. I don't know if he leaps off well, of it. He's, he's pushed he's off, it by the off of the force of whatever, whatever they've unleashed yeah. by snapping into a Slim Jim. And then he's being spun around this light store by the blades of a fan that he's clinging to. And then a dog, for some reason, jumps into the arms of an old lady and who we have not seen before. We've no, never seen the dog nor the old lady. Nope, they're just randomly there. And then it's just like sparks uh, flying everywhere. And and then, uh, but the two boys are very happy. Yeah. And um, Randy Savage says this. He said, and I quote, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know, right? I have no idea what that you don't, was. You still don't know? Here, let me try this again. Baby Dookie Dice. That's in... Baby Doogie Dice? Baby Doogie Dice, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, these commercials are awful. (laughs) So terrible. Um, They don't make me want a Slim Jim. No. um, Slim Jims are the worst of that kind of snack. And you love jerky. I do. I love love, um, processed, uh, kind of cased meat things, or Mm -hmm. like you said, beef jerky, which is not cased, of course, but more like... um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for for that? I feel like there's a generic term for those kinds of meat snacks. Desic- cured, maybe? Cured, cured. desiccated, yeah. I don't know. Um, but Slim Jims are very unsatisfying, I feel like. they're Well, they're they're slim. Yeah. They're too slim. So then in this next one, um, he we, we open at a, I guess like a teenager high school dance, but it's like no dance on planet earth would would be this way for teenagers you have a very old woman very prim looking l- blowing literal dust off of an lp that she's about mm. to put on and it's clearly going to be like a very formal very boring kind of dance uh you know for teenagers and then randy savage arrives to save the day Ooh. happening dance huh yeah, no, this is weird. It's like a farm-themed dance. There's like a big barn door in the background. So yeah, it's, like a... it's it looks like a high school gym that's been kitted, that's been sort of like dressed up to be like a barn dance. But again, they're playing music from, you know, the the aughts. Yeah, right. And not the new aughts. And not the most recent the old aughts. aughts. Yeah, the previous aughts. Happening dance, huh? <laughs> 
the tempo? Yeah! Snap into a Slim Jim! Hey, I can tell what he's saying. Yeah, when I pick up the tempo, snap into a Slim Jim. Tear to the spice! That baby juicy taste! Jazz, Mr. Savage. How about the funky chicken? Is that a waltz? Ooh, yeah! So even the... Yeah, I like that. Have the old ladies in on the old lady one. is into it, and mm-hmm. she's she's horny. She, she she's horny for the macho dance. man. Yeah, she asks him to dance, and he says "funky chicken," and she says, "Ooh, is that a waltz?" But she's got some high color, quite literally. Once he he comes in, she, yeah, her, her cheekbones are very. And then when he reddened. says that it is that he he does want to do the funky chicken with her, somehow that makes uh, something explode, and a bunch of chickens are released into the. Into the it's not unlike that um, kids in the hall sketch <laughs> with the chicken lady. Doesn't like don't things explode when she gets horny? Yes, things always explode <laughs> yeah. when, she, when the chicken lady gets horny. Um, all right, one more Randy Savage one. This one is at a um, a high school a rehearsal for a high school play uh, that they are putting on Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I know that one. And we have a pretty snobby seeming play director sitting in the. Um, in, you know, out in the in the audience, uh, or not in the audience, but in the the chairs, uh, for this rehearsal, and the boy and girl who are playing uh, Romeo and Juliet are very bored and very over it when they when they're asked to do the lines once more. And action! Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Again, please. Again. Again. Art thou bored? Yeah. Step into a Slim Jim. Ah! Turn to the spice. That baby juicy taste. That baby that, juicy taste. That's what I'm hearing you know, too. Simon, step into a Slim Jim. And he says something about the spice before that. So I think the same script for the last two <laughs> commercials. Although I don't know if it was the same. I think the sound quality for the first one. But he says something about the spice. Bored. Art thou yeah. bored? Step into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Turn to the spice. Turn to the spice. Turn to the spice. And okay, let's assume it's turned to the spice. Okay. Then what does he say next? Something about baby juicy taste. I don't think it should be baby juicy <laughs> taste. That baby juicy taste. That baby. That baby juicy taste. I'm honestly, that's what I'm getting. What else could it be? <laughs> That kind of drives me bananas. <laughs> that baby juicy taste. I just keep hearing it. I can't not. Yeah, the more I listen to it, the I more it sounds like that baby about, juicy yeah. taste. Wow. All right. Well, maybe we can look that up. Um, all right. So that's so that's Randy Macho Man Savage. I, again, I'm sure there are a dozen other Slim Jim ads because he made them forever. But um, those were the three that I, I found that were the most fun and hilarious. That baby juicy taste um so now moving on chef boyardee <gasps> the canned pasta yes i purveyor. was a chef boyardee family i've not had that in forever but we were not we were not we were not a franco-american family okay did you did you guys have a we didn't we were either you were not either or you were either or we were neither. You were neither yeah really yeah we didn't too good for that too good for it i think yeah yeah um yeah, no, a can pasta from a can was like a really uh, kind of very, very much outside of my home eating mm. experience. Mm. We, yeah, I think we made a lot of our own food as kids, like heating stuff up in the microwave. So we always had uh, various Chef Boyardee stuff 
on standby. Uh-huh. Ravioli being the main one. I, I can still I still have a visceral. Don't, doesn't ravioli have cheese in it? No, it was meat. Oh, was I mean, meat. maybe you could choose between them, but, but the ones we got meat. were meat. Okay. And I always remember there'd always be one because you're scooping out cold ravioli from a can, right? And most of it would just dump out, but then there'd always be one ravioli that would be suction cupped to the side of the can. <laughs> like getting that last guy out was tough. Um, and then the various like. I don't know, dinosaurs with tiny meatballs or whatever. Once I got a little bit older, I graduated to a spaghetti and meatball Chef Boyardee meal that I like. But there was something about the taste of Franco-American that was more acidic. And to this day, I I really like... The Chef Boyardee was a little bit of a sweeter meat sauce taste. And Franco-American... I'm going to say something gross here. always tasted a little bit like upchuck to me. Yeah, it it was acidic. I didn't like it. Well, Chef Boyardee partnered basically with uh wwf and they hired oh. all kinds of wrestlers from from that network or from that uh that that organization to do ads but the funny thing about it is they are all over the map in terms of style like you would think they like they're doing a campaign they've got all these wrestlers they would have some kind of organizing principle or even just like a house style that would that would come yeah. through but they are so random and all over the place um they have one with the rock that looks like a 90s rap video where he's just like you know he's handsome young rock and he's like on a yacht partying with bikini babes talking about chef boyardee and then there's this one which is with mankind is that are you familiar with that wrestler he wore he wears a mask no beefy Juicy taste, um, by the way. Beefy, juicy taste. I found it on Reddit. Not that baby juicy taste. Babe, beefy, juicy taste. It's that beefy, juicy taste. Okay, well, I think that baby juicy taste is, was a better slogan. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry to bring the fun out of it. It was just driving me bananas because there's no way he was saying that baby juicy taste. But that's all it's, I could hear. It's horribly enunciated. That beefy, juicy that taste. baby juicy taste. Okay, all right. Thank you, Reddit. What can't Reddit do? <laughs> um, okay, so this one for Chef Boyardee is for the ravioli um, mm. and it it stars mankind and it starts in like a sort of just a, a stock footage of African wild animals and it says it shows a picture of a giraffe and says and defines it as an herbivore shows a picture of a, like a, some footage of a lion and defines it as a carnivore and then it introduces you to a, a boyardiavore oh Plains of Africa, one would find the following: the herbivore or plant eater, the carnivore or meat eater, and the boyardivore known as mankind of the WWF. Have a nice day. He's never without his overstuffed beef ravioli and his call. Okay, so you're, he's got, as you said, he's got this face paint on. Now he's got long curly hair, but in this he's also dressed in like a tie and a shirt. And I can't tell if that's always I part think that's of his kind deal. Of his, I think that's part of his deal. I don't I I did a little bit of reading and I should say I'm I wish we had planned this a little bit better and had our friend Kamara Kev join us oh, because yes. he could tell us like who all of these guys are, like what their mythology was, whether you know, whether they were faces or heels or, mm-hmm. you know, what their relationship to the network was. And when you go look up any of these guys, the most the most hilarious one is coming up. There's one of these guys who l- later became the mayor of a small town in Tennessee. And he has on his Wikipedia page, um, I don't know, nine or ten thousand words detailing the exploits of his like detailing all of the plots of his years as a wrestler. And then it's like and he was mayor. 
And he was mayor. And he was mayor. And he was mayor. Scene. Like, it's so the the somebody out there, and this doesn't surprise me for anything that's like a fan-driven culture like this, someone on Wikipedia or someone's on Wikipedia has gone to the trouble of like recording and uh, like detailing every single twist and turn uh, of the plots that these wrestlers went through like over mm. years and years and then like, oh, and then in this scene, in this very important bout, like something crazy happened and they he left that, he left WWF and joined WCW. Yeah, and, you right. know, it's just like, it's all this crazy like inner, like these very detailed politics of the wrestling world. So... I said face paint. I'm not sure if you did as well or if I... I said mask. You said mask. You're right. I, I It looked like face paint in that clip I saw of the commercial, which we'll come back to. But in looking at other photos of mankind, it's clearly a like a leather... Sort of a Hannibal Lecter Hannibal style. Hannibal Lecter-esque mask. It's very upsetting to see. And I am on his Wikipedia page now. Mike Foley is the person who played this character. It says, in 1996, he debuted the persona known as Mankind. I love this description. An eerie, masochistic, mentally de- deranged lunatic. Are there lunatics who are not mentally deranged, by the way? I I don't know. Or can you be mentally deranged and not be a lunatic? I don't know. Anyway, he's an eerie, masochistic, mentally deranged lunatic who was masked and spent his spare time dwelling in mechanical rooms. That's just what I love about Wikipedia. It is useful, but it is also written by people who have a loose command of, like, telling a story in written form yes although i will say that in this case i love all of those details spare time living like you're just living that's his backstory oh oh dwelling in it says i his spare time dwelling in mechanical room so that's his backstory i'll be like, like i spend my spare time living in my home right but i mean it's interesting that his backstory involves him just like I picture him sort of like crouching or puttering around mechanical rooms waiting for his next fight. Like, that is interesting, <laughs> is it not? And like, just like, what kind of mechanical rooms? Sometimes What's it's a mechanical ele- room? Sometimes it's an elevator room. <laughs> sometimes it's a boiler room. This is interesting. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the beginning of this commercial. Now that we know more about mankind. On the plains of Africa, one would find the following. The herbivore, or plant eater. The carnivore, or meat eater. And the boyardivore, known as mankind of the WWF. Have a nice day. He's never so when he says, ha- have a nice day, so he's, I would describe him as, uh, describe him as a mentally deranged lunatic. Uh, yes, okay, he does So he's seem sitting like under a tree. But without one, without a mechanical room to no, be found. He's in nature, and there's a million, like, <laughs> Chef Wardy can scattered around him. He's holding a can in one hand. He's got a sock puppet on the other hand. Yeah, I think the sock making, puppet was like part of it. Yeah, and he's making the sock <laughs> puppet say, have a nice day for some reason. Ravioli and his call. Unmistakable. Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli definitely feeds the need. It's the perfect ravioli for all mankind. Not the worst. Um, yeah, I actually don't hate tag that tagline yeah. at the end, and also like just and he, like, enun- he enunciates like a champ. He really does enunciate. I would like to know more. Randy Macho about Man Savage him. could have taken a lesson. I would probably like um, Slim Jim's more if Mankind was the spokesperson. I also think it's telling or spokes critter that telling that <laughs> he would be a spokes critter. Um, do you? I, I I think it's telling that so many of these products are the kinds of things that like. 
that I guess are have a macho element to them. Uh, you know, beef jerky sticks. Um, you know, overstuffed ravioli. Overstuffed ravioli. We're gonna get some some energy drinks in a minute. Oh, course, so that kind yeah. of thing is like the brand, the kinds of brands that turn to wrestling personas as a natural spokesperson. What about tea? Same. Nobody's wrestlers selling. Yeah, I feel like nowadays because of like people would people be more attuned to like the irony of having yeah, like, right. the juxtaposition of having somebody like uh you know a. a, a macho man do like a tea ad you'd ha- you'd see yeah. that more often kind of the way you see like snoot like the more suburban and um superficially like boring you can a product is the more likely i feel like snoop is to advertise yeah it. i could see that i'm trying to think what would be the ultimate ironic wrestler commercial like sleep number bed yeah, maybe because they're like screaming about sleeping right sleepy time tea certainly <laughs> we talked about <laughs> shampoo like herbal elements do they still make that that's herbal essence herbal essence yeah i think so i don't know anyway okay uh we have another chef boy I mean, they are here. they're famous most of them have like very long luxurious locks i think yeah shampoo kind of makes sense i mean like palomalu was did he did the yeah. head and shoulders did, right um pert or, or head pert, and shoulders one of them what am, you're making me hungry for Chef Boyardee. When I say you, I just mean you mankind. said you said. Well, first of all, mankind. I I gotta say that's the one thing about that commercial is, even though I'm thinking about the ravioli right now because I've eaten a lot of it in my life and I like it, <laughs> the commercial is pretty unappetizing. Yeah, he's covered seeing, in sauce for one. Seeing thing. A, a really dirty man in a leather mask with a dirty ass sock on his hand. on his hand. Surrounded by empty cans of Chef Boyardee does not with, make me with want a, to with eat With an orange stain covering his white yeah. button down. I got to say, that is not super appetizing yeah. to me. Having said all of that, is sure. there a chance that you and I had the same conversation about Chef Boyardee on the show a while back and I actually bought it as an adult? I'm, or was this possibly Because I said tr- I have not had it. I see it could be. I said that I haven't had it in years, but I actually think this came up on one of our podcasts, and I got so hungry for Chef Boyardee that I bought some at the grocery store like in the last five years or so. This well, doesn't ring a bell to you? It doesn't ring a bell to me, and I don't think I've eaten any Chef Boyardee in No, in but I decades. feel like you mentioned it being in the house. Anyway, I will probably add this to the <laughs> shopping list. I'm not even joking. I'm probably right. going to be – you're going to see this in our cupboard soon. Well, let's see if this, uh, this Chef Boyardee ad – by Kane, who is, uh, again, later becomes the mayor of a small town in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another masked guy. He wears like a metal uh, mask that covers uh, most of his face and entirely covers his mouth. Mm. Um, we find him in a in a kitchen that's pretty dated looking, kind of like very homey and suburban and kind of 70, like 70s style decor. It's got one of those hanging lamps that's a... Um, like a Tiffany style. Yeah, Tiffany style. We had a couple of those in our house. Those stained glass lamps. Yeah. So uh, I think basically we're just in this kitchen and um, he's, we see kind of a, a close up of him carefully, kind of uh, fastidiously removing can after can of the, um, this Chef Boyardee product. I think it's, I don't think it's ravioli. It's like some kind of like um, penne or something, some kind of mm. big noodle um, from a cupboard that is filled with them. And then he sets them all out on the table. And then kind of just makes a motion that causes them to all explode and pour into his bowl. Oh, no. 
Yeah, this all feels so S and M y. Like he's walking in these yeah. big leather boots, he, and but like with a thigh, sober... his thigh is yeah. totally exposed. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got a cupboard just full of this stuff. Sets it down on the table. Four cans. So he raises his hands up and then brings them down. And like you said, the cans explode. It's beefaroni, by the way, but this is big beefaroni. They must have hired these wrestlers to do like the overstuffed and the big beefaroni. I don't remember those growing up. We just had regular ravioli um, (laughs) and regular beefaroni, frankly. Um, So I wonder if that was the tie-in. Like, we're going big, therefore we need the big Yeah, it's not that I don't understand why a company like Chef Boyardee would, would associate itself with human beef. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just think it's so funny how random the style is, you know, it's like they hired a different company to do each one of these ads. I'm trying to figure out. So he raises his hands over his head and then brings them down to his sides. And then that's when the cans explode. And I'm trying to figure out if that is something that Kane is famous for. You're absolutely right. We should have had Luke and Kamara Kev are both obsessed with this era of wrestling. And we probably should have, um, well, tapped them in mm-hmm. on this, to use a very famous wrestling term. Anyway, oh, I, are we not done with this commercial? Does There's a little go- bit more. He okay. tries to eat a piece of the big beefaroni, but he realizes that his mouth is covered by a metal plate. I was going to ask if that was going to come And he just play. sort of like gives like a, oh, what are you going to do? Look to the camera. Okay, well, okay. I have some questions about that, but let's get there. Four cans of big beefaroni. Boom, they explode, they drop into the plate. Even that's kind of gross because it's like a little like it splatters into the plate for a second. Open up a can for yourself. Yeah, and then at the end, he's trying to put it in his mouth and then he just shrugs because his mouth isn't accessible under the mask. So I raise this question for you. Are this cupboard full of probably, I don't know, three or four dozen cans of beefaroni. Yeah. Did he buy them thinking he can eat? And is just now, like, why did he buy so much of something if he can't even eat it? Did he know? Is this his kitchen? It doesn't seem. Is it his kitchen? It doesn't seem like a kitchen that this guy would have. No, probably not. And also, how does he eat anything? And how does he eat anything? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so many questions. Um, But his real name is Glenn Thomas Jacobs. And he's a real, like, kind of uh, libertarian type of Republican that, like, uh, you know, it's like kind of MAGA very anti-vax that kind of guy uh who runs a town in in uh tennessee and he's currently still i believe so mayor of he's the mayor of knox county tennessee how can you be the mayor of a county Uh, i mean you know the the mayor of maui i've been learning this because i've been reading all about maui uh lately um maui doesn't have a there's no like mayor of Lahaina. There's a mayor of the whole island, which is the county. Mm, I see. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's just like if you ha- if there aren't enough people in a town to, or you know, if it's like if most of the people just live somewhere in the county, it makes sense to have an administrator, a chief executive who oversees that entire area. Do you think any of these wrestlers are progressives? No. Because, like, um, <laughs> I bet you. Know, I mean, it's a big. It's a big tent. It wouldn't shock me if some of well, them were. I'm, now, I'm, my brain is so bad, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm blanking on this, but who's the most famous wrestler? Well, right? Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura, right. Yeah. He, I mean, he, now, was, he was a Republican. He, he was a Republican, yeah. but actually a kind of a moderate Republican. Yeah. Am I right? Because yeah. that's Minnesota and the politics there. Yeah, he ended up to... like not being probably like the worst governor mm-hmm. they ever had, I guess. 
He was like a Schwarzenegger Republican. He was like a Schwarzenegger sort of. Republican, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, okay, so do we have any more Chef Boyardee? There are lots more, but I, those mm. are the only two I grabbed. God, I really am salivating for Chef Boyardee right now. The sort of worked is as much as these guys are imperfect spokespeople, just the idea of, of that ravioli is making me hungry. Um, so, of course, keeping with the theme of products that want to tout themselves as being like very like hearty, uh, hearty foodstuffs. Uh, of course, Snickers had to take advantage of of the availability of Ric Flair. And this is Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair is famous for that, like for his his woo. You know, he's that very like white blonde shock of hair. You got to do it. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. There you go. You did it better than me. Um but by the time he starts doing commercials, he's like a pretty old man. He's pretty run down. He doesn't have a lot of juice left in the tank. And so they just trot him out and he kind of does a half-hearted woo in a lot of mm. these ads. Um, so this ad tries to not rely too much on him other than like as a very quick cameo. This is for Snickers. And it's one of those ads where if you do this, something this will happen, and then this will happen, and then this will happen, and this will happen. So the, the, I thought for sure this is going to be one of those Snickers where it's kind of like you're not yourself when, right. you're, when you don't have a I think Snickers this or something. Yeah, that okay. Because I thought he, it was going to be some like whiny little kid who then gets his, uh, or not whiny little kid, but some like whiner who then gets his Snickers, and it turns out it was Ric Flair all along. <laughs> but no, that's not the case. Um, all right, so we have a guy uh, at like a surf beach. Um, and I think he's like picking out a surfboard, but then a series of unintended consequences occur. At the beach, Matt Carlson has a Snickers to keep hunger at bay. Packed with peanuts, Snickers handles hunger, and now Matt is ready for anything. Feeling rejuvenated, Matt decides to catch a monster wave, but steps on an anthill. The ants attack, and he is spotted by the judges of a nearby dance contest, who award him first prize. Because he's he's trying to shake these ants off of his bare feet. Amazing that there would just be an anthill in the middle of this very popular surf beach where tons of people are partying. And a beat and a dance contest. And a dance contest. Who award him first prize, a trip to Tokyo. While there, Matt attends a popular game show where he defeats one of Japan's top wrestlers. Okay, so he wins the dance contest, mm -hmm. which then sends him to Tokyo just not to dance, but just as a prize. Right. But while he's in Tokyo, he's invited to wrestle somebody called Evil Panda. Yep. Uh, okay. I didn't realize that this is how the world works. Okay. While there, Matt attends a popular game show where he defeats one of Japan's top wrestlers. This impresses mystery guest, WWE superstar Ric Flair, who partners with Matt to win the WWE tag team title. Eat a Snickers and become a WWE champion. Make it happen with Snickers. He just says woo twice yeah. in the background. We see Ric Flair like holding on to some hot babes and then carrying around one of the big belts and yeah, saying woo. Mm-hmm. Um, so not given too much to do there, and I think it was wise of Snickers to kind of curtail his his sure. his need their, their needs of him or their asks of him. Um, Fuel in a bottle, which is an energy drink, in case the name wasn't mm. enough of a clue for you. Fuel in a bottle uh, had no such scruples, and they. Um, they kind of give Ric Flair a lot more to do in this. Oh, no. A lot more rope? <laughs> yes, if you will. Okay, so what do we have, do we have to set this up? We see a guy, it looks like he's pouring a protein shake in his kitchen into a glass. That's all I know so far. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember what happens in this one, so I'll find out with you. <laughs> okay. Fuel in the bottom protein shot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's pretty old he's here. He's pretty old. So what he got doesn't it <laughs> have his long hair anymore. His hair looks short, unless I'm looking at this wrong. No, yeah. it's pretty. He's kind of. He doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of hair, and what is there is really like combed back. 
He, but but the guy whose kitchen he's in, so this it starts with a guy by himself in the kitchen. The guy's pretty buff, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he's a gym ratty kind of guy. Yeah. And he's got this protein shake, but he's pouring his like a homemade one, right? Yeah. From the blender, and he's pouring it into a glass, but it's, it's really gloppy. It's gloppy and glunky and gross looking. And then that's where you hear the woo, and then Ric Flair just magically appears in kind of a cloud of smoke and says, Yeah, he's holding again, he's holding his giant belt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you mentioned that before. Okay, so let's start this again. Woo! You need a fuel in the bottle protein shot. 25 grams of protein in this little shot. Protein that helps your muscles recover with none of the mess. Woo! Woo! Okay, now scene change. We're now outside at a park somewhere. I don't think anybody is the same. These are new characters. So halfway through this commercial, we meet a new set of characters. It looks like uh, one guy's, like, while they're taking a walk around the park. Again, these are, like, buff, good. Pretty buff dudes. Men in very good shape. One of them is, like, sticking a, a... banana and a peanut butter jar. The other one seems to be eating some sort of a protein bar that he's not enjoying very much. You need fuel in a bottle protein shots. This little bottle helps with muscle fatigue and costs less than other protein options. Fuel in a bottle power shots. It puts the woo in my woo. Oh my goodness. That was painful. Painful. And that was everything left in the tank for Yeah. Him. He just he kind of left it all on the field there, yeah. and it's uh, it's you tell, I mean, he's not speaking ideal. of fuel, like he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, oh, by the end, he's like stumbling across the finish line. Wow. Um. All right. This next one is uh is for something called YJ Stinger Energy Drink, and this one mm. has a real plot to it, uh, and it stars the the wrestler who I've never heard of called Triple H. I know you've heard of Triple H because he is mentioned in my favorite Michael Christmas song, which I used to make you listen to all the time. Okay, that's uh, many layers of references that I <laughs> Michael Christmas have, have is about. a musician. Yes, I know Michael uh, Christmas, and he's is. got um, he's got a couple of albums called I want to say Baggy Eyes and Baggy Eyes Two, and they're both very short, almost like EP length records, and they're so good. And he's a very clever lyricist, uh-huh. and he's got a whole song just called Triple H, which begins <laughs> with I believe uh, I'll look for the song and I'll try to play it part of it for you. Uh, after we play this commercial. So sorry to interrupt. Okay, so we open on a, like a, I don't know, a young two, two young men in a room watching TV together. And I guess they're watching uh, professional wrestling and they are watching Triple H. And one of the young man, men sort of like in the bravado of watching a wrestler on TV like says something like, you know, oh, I could take him. Or he says something sort of derogatory about Triple H. And he takes a sip of this energy drink and then either coughs or spits it out it turns into a swarm of bees mm. stay with me and then he runs out of his apartment chased by the swarm of bees that he manifested by spitting out an energy drink mm-hmm. and then he gets on i think his skateboard and skates he says hi meat cat and then sk- <laughs> he says hi meat cat um, and then he skates past Triple H, who clotheslines him on, um, the sidewalk. on the sidewalk. And and Triple H is also surrounded by hot babes. The game! <laughs> hey, Triple H, I got your game right here. Oh, oh, God. God. The bees are chasing him. He's running. 
I think they were like maybe in a college uh, campus, right? Because like, it looks like a brownstone. Oh, does it? Because there's all these babes hanging yeah, out. Yeah, and that's also okay. Triple H. We see, we get a glimpse of him. Oh. Right? Oh, you're right. That does look like a dorm. Yeah, I, I think he's like kind of yeah. coming out of a dorm. He's running, he's running. He's being, oh, and there's... And then he gets clotheslined by Triple H. Oh, yeah. play the game, you gotta feel the sting. So <laughs> Triple H is just a guy. He's just sort of a handsome guy. He doesn't have a mask on. He's yeah, got no at least in this... BDSM shit In this going scenario, out. he's not... He's just wearing, like... Uh, he's built, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's wearing, um, like, shades, but he's just got, like... A, like a black polo shirt and jeans uh, and like and long wrestler hair. Yeah, and he says, you feel the sting. You want to play the game, you got to feel the sting. For an extreme boost of energy and three great flavors, you've got to feel the sting. He looks like he's maybe broken his nose at some point. I Did wouldn't you shock notice me. that? I didn't notice that, but it wouldn't shock me if he had broken his nose at some point. I don't think this is going to pay off. I think this is a terrible idea. I want to hear this. But I'm going to play a little bit of this song, Triple H by Michael Christmas. Fuck! Ooh. I left a Henny in the other room. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I think we I'll should put like a Triple H sample right here. Let's get ready to suck Okay, so um, he does bring up Triple H again later, but I do like at the beginning that he actually <laughs> says, let's get a Triple H sample in here, and then we hear a Triple H sample. I knew there was something that paid off at the beginning of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad you had that had that ready to go. That, I'm telling you, I think that's Baggy Eyes 2, okay. um, but one of the absolute best hip-hop records. Michael Christmas is a good rapper. A, very good, and also just like a really funny guy. His, yeah. um, he started messing around doing some stand-up and posting it to his Instagram. Oh, really? It's really funny. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, there's another ad. So we've we've talked uh, on many episodes about how much we like Sports Center's uh, ads, the ads oh, yeah. that they they used to do, especially where they take place inside the offices of Sports Center and make use of all of the the you know athletic talent that they have access to and and also the broadcasting talent mm-hmm. that they and have the access to talent. and the and the mascot talent. Don't sleep on that. And this one, it's a very funny premise. Um, it starts with uh, Keith Olbermann, uh, who I guess I didn't realize that he had a sports center background, but I guess he, he did. I think he didn't. He kind of vent that format. Did he? Was invent, it, did he invent sports center? Invent, wasn't he like the first sports center guy? Like, Probably. I I, 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 I feel like I'm. Uh, I could be very wrong about that. No, no, but I think he's famously branded. He, I'm sure he is. Yet. I just wasn't for whatever reason it wasn't on my radar that that was his his outlet. Anyway, he opens with we opened on kind of like an interview with him, uh, where he's sort of in mid conversation talking about how. People, they, they get some some criticism from athletes who feel like they didn't get the coverage that they deserved or didn't get as much coverage as they deserve. He's then, sort of telling us that. Yeah, or telling this interviewer that, yeah. like it's a documentary style. And then he, some, he somehow alludes to, well, the one time the wrestlers did come in. And now we cut to a bunch of famous wrestlers. We've got King Kong Bundy, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, 
The Undertaker and Paul Bearer, which I assume are, they're probably some sort of duo. I mean, I've heard of The Undertaker, obviously. The other ones were a mystery to me. I like the way Shawn Michaels just goes by Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah. Um, so they all come storming into the Sports Center offices and start intimidating all of the broadcasters and kind of like bullying them into like agreeing that they should be they should be covered as true athletes because of course their sport isn't covered on Sports Center. Uh, you don't get too many complaints once in a well, you know, sometimes a guy say we're not showing enough of his highlights or his sport. And the, the time the wrestlers came in, they were a little miffed. Where are my highlights? Yo, Miller, you know that wrestling's the number one television sport in terms of demographics? Oh, sure, I knew that. Everybody knows that, don't they? It's those Greco-Roman wrestling guys. They're a bunch of sissies. You guys are great. Uh, of course it's real. I mean, if it's up to me, we're running these highlights every night on SportsCenter. Aesthetically, there's a problem with it. It's something that's technical. <laughs> there's a joke at the end that that must be like, I don't know the Sports Center people well that's enough. That's Dan Patrick at the oh, end. Oh, is that Dan Patrick yeah. at the end? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Um... What does that mean, the number one show as term, far as demographics? It doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just it's just all of these uh, like kind of weenie sports broadcasters are just so eager to agree with whatever these huge hulking men are sure. saying to them while they've got their hands wrapped around their throats. Right. That's great. So I thought that was pretty fun. Um, and then uh, there's this one more that I did want to cover. This, this I kind of saved what I, I – I consider this to be the best. I saved it for last – um, this is f- featuring the wrestler Sting, although you'll hear him referred to as Stinger, and I, I mm. looked it up, but he is Sting, and no, not the musician. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting... Sor- I have no idea who this person is, but I'll bet you I like him more than the musician. <laughs> he probably will, yeah. I think he has kind of like, I think he's got like a sort of a death mask uh, quality to his face paint. Um, the premise here, this is for Sprite. A little the door rings the door doorbell rings in a suburban home. A little boy opens it and it's Sting on the other side, telling him that he's won some sort of make a wish or some kind of like contest winner thing, where he's gonna wrestle the the prize is he's gonna wrestle this little boy in their living room, and so the little boy takes a sip of Sprite and you think, you know, oh he's gonna sip the Sprite and he's gonna be strong, right? But no, he just like this wrestler just absolutely and literally mops the floor with him. And the best part is the parents keep are watching it delightedly going, it looks so real. (laughs) Wow, the stinger. Timmy, I'm from the Dream Come True Fantasy Foundation. You ready to wrestle? You bet. Mom, Dad, it's really him. They get out the video camera. Hold on, hold on. He drinks a big thing of Sprite. Big sip. Now I'm ready. <laughs> and the wrestler just slaps him right across the face. Like, and it just gets worse Even from there. before we're ready for it. That's so great. Now I'm ready. <laughs> it looks so real. Don't count on Sprite to do anything but quench your thirst. Oh, this was the Image is Nothing, Obey, Obey your, your, thirst. your Thirst campaign. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So very fun. I thought really good. I love the parents' performance. They cle- they As soon as they see what's happening, they are they spring into action. They clear mm-hmm. the coffee table out from the living room floor to give them room to wrestle. They're so delighted by the whole thing as their son is like being thrown through glass 
windows and so and, and so and on. Even though you told me that the 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 surprise joke was going to be that the wrestler doesn't hold back, it's edited so well that the kid just takes the sip and says, "Okay, I'm ready," and immediately Pow. just get and a realistic looking smack across yes. the face from a wrestler. It's pretty shocking. It's really it's, it's it is I shocking. Really love it's it. not you don't expect to see it, and I think Sprite kind of went out on a limb with that one. Um, and it is played for just the right amount of laughs, you know. Uh, so that's my last official one. I did want to talk a little bit about this this one weird thing that popped up. I, I, as I said at the top, I'm not covering The Rock or John Cena. And I'm not covering Hulk Hogan for a myriad of reasons, including that he was, you know, he did some acting and, and things other than wrestling. And also he's a real piece of shit. Um, but... Uh, and he helped get Gawker shut down, so fuck him. Uh, but this is kind of an interesting story. So around the time that GoDaddy was like a new thing, you know, the the web, uh, what is it, a hosting Yeah, site, hosting platform, platform. or whatever. Um, GoDaddy did a series of ads with Jean-Claude Van Damme where Van Damme is doing his famous split oh, where he, yeah. you know, he can do like the splits where he's like holding mm-hmm. himself up on two far apart objects God, i wish we had a friend who really knew a lot about Van i know Dan. i'm sorry i didn't have the. i didn't have the. i thought of this this morning and i actually did think about calling kevin and but kevin gets off work yeah pretty late kind of late yeah we'd have to record this at like 9 p.m we would have had to hold it for another week and i just didn't i needed yeah. a show for today so sorry you're all deprived of what would undoubtedly be an amazing disquisition <laughs> from Kevin. Maybe he can just take this podcast and then do a reaction podcast oh, I to love it that, and yeah. everybody will listen to that. Absolutely. So in these GoDaddy ads with Jean-Claude Van Damme, the premise is generally that he's in a small business owner's shop like a, a you know, like a bakery or in this case a florist and he's kind of like giving them encouragement to like pump up their their conduct of their business and it all man it all kind of culminates in him telling them to get uh to get GoDaddy and he's doing like all kinds of like martial arts type of stunts and things to to encourage them including and then at the end of each one he's hanging upside down and their faces you know kind of like they're right side up he's upside down Ooh, like, Spider-Man face, like Spider-Man kiss, kiss. Mm-hmm. um uh telling them to get GoDaddy so that's that's the imagery that's repeated over and over again in these ads we got a florist here. It says 39 new orders on her phone. Okay, so these are rel- this looks like a relatively new commercial that and Van Damme seems like he's in the uncanny valley somehow. Like he's an older guy here, but have they done a lot of digital trickery on him? He, he seems just weird look, looking. He might just be plastic surgery. Yeah. He's in good shape, but he does look his face has aged. It's this was made I don't know, in the last 20 years at least. You know what else is going on here? And this is why Kevin will never listen to this because his head would have exploded a long time ago. But um, I realize now I was getting Van Damme confused with the other guy Kevin is obsessed with, but the guy who's like really pudgy now with the ponytail. Oh, Seagal? Seagal. Oh, they're so different. I know they're different, but they were just two guys who were famous for fighting around the the same same time. They're the same era action star. That's, That's fair. Um, but, um, uh, I believe Van Damme is, uh, see the muscles from Brussels? 
I can't answer that question. I think he I've has. already embarrassed myself enough. But yeah, that I also think that like seeing Van Damme here is I was picturing a very different face. And so when I saw this, there was just Oh, you're a, expecting Steven Seagal. Yes, because I thought he was going to be kind of making fun of himself or oh, something. Oh, God. The worst thing I've ever seen, uh, some friends and I decided to like just have a silly night and watch this Steven Seagal movie. This was probably within the last decade at least. So not that long ago, in other words. Steven Seagal, old Steven Seagal made some like self-finance some horrible movie action movie uh, and I just remember watching it and it's awful in all the ways you expect it to be awful but the really awful thing about it is that he has paired himself his with a his he's made himself the romantic lead with a very young very attractive girl and of course she uh you know gets naked well that's what the script says that's what the script says and it's just like it's so unpleasant to watch what feels like a low grade sexual assault, right. frankly, because yeah. it's because she clearly doesn't want to be there. Right. Like it's clearly for the money, and it's clearly all at his behest uh, and and you know on at his direction. And it just feels so disgusting. Okay, so that's Steven Seagal. I'm sorry to Sully, but Van, Van Damme. Damme. It's not gross. Okay, so here here's this florist. She's got a bunch of new orders, and then suddenly here comes. Doing the splits, he's carrying like a boombox. She's getting encouraged by his like pump up music. She's doing a little dance with her shoulders now. She's yep. He's he's like lifting weights, waving around a katana, while still uh, doing the splits the whole time. And now Sonic he's boom. Wait, what the heck just happened? He just said Sonic Boom, but it was like badly dubbed on purpose, right? <laughs> I and guess it wasn't so. his voice. Sonic Boom. It was for sure dubbed. And for whatever reason, that is the that's all the motivation she needs to go to GoDaddy and get more, like, make her business better. I'm very confused. Why does he say Sonic Boom in a voice know. that isn't his own? I don't know. Do you want to watch another one of, of him doing that? Wait, there's one um, comment that clears it up. Uh, somebody wrote nine years ago, lol, Sonic Boom. Maybe it's a Van Damme thing that we don't get. Oh, maybe. Okay, so now we have another one of these. Well, so all I want to do is show you that one with Van Damme for GoDaddy okay. because at the around the same time Hulk Hogan was representing a competing oh. uh, um, product called Host Mania, and they decided to do an ad that like directly went like tried to like riff on or compete with that Van Damme ad. But it was also around the same time that the Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball video came out, which oh, yeah. I don't know if you recall. It was very famous. Um, you know, she's naked, sitting on this like huge wrecking ball, swinging from it on a chain. You know, the ball's on a chain. She's swinging from it, sitting on it naked. I I, I believe she was scantily clad. Is she not naked? I didn't think so. But well, anyway, I... she's scantily clad. Um, I mean, you know, whatever. It's Maybe art, I don't it's, know. It's Who artfully. Knows? She's artfully sure, yeah. draped in whatever way. So. All of that is to say, now you have the two pieces of cultural context that you'll need to get what, I guess, what they were going for with this host mania ad. It opens with Hulk Hogan, but not like, not like Hulk, he's not like in his classic Hulk bandana and shirt and everything. He just looks like your science teacher, kind of, with like a handlebar, with a white handlebar mustache. And he's laboriously coloring in a logo for host mania with a picture of himself on hmm. it 
with a crayon. He's gripping the crayon like a child, like in his fist. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, can you actually, can you scrub through it? Because it's so confusing. I forget what happens next. Oh, he gets a bunch of new orders and then a Van Damme alike, not literally Van Damme, but like the same the same image that we were, we saw at those in those other ads where the head is hanging down, where Van Damme's hanging upside down. Yeah. He's like standing behind him. And so then Hulk decides to get on a wrecking ball in a very scantily clad in a scantily clad outfit and swing around and smack his own butt. And that's how they compete with GoDaddy. Okay. And, and that's why you've never heard of Host Mania. Okay. Yeah. So the, I guess this Van Damme ad, the one we just saw, or that campaign, yeah, that we just saw was popular enough that Host Mania decided we'll take a direct hit at it, right. which is always a bad idea. I totally. Think. And so they recreate literally that shot of Van Damme hanging upside down, only it's a Van Damme like. Exactly. And this time, instead of the woman florist there, it's Hulk Hogan's face, and that's when Hulk Hogan decides to go into Hulk. Meister mode. What do they call it? I think he says the Hulk out. Yeah, I guess so. But Hulk mania, Hulkamania. Yeah, I thought he had the Hulk inator. I thought he had a nickname aside from that. Anyway, um, and then he gets <laughs> into recall. his wrestling outfit, and then suddenly he's on a. This is so. Yeah, it's a convoluted. hot mess. This is so convoluted, so confusing, Ron. He's coloring. He's old. Yeah, and he's wearing like a blue button down. He's eating he has, Skittles he has for some 200 million hosting orders. So this is like her saying that she had a bunch of orders. Now he sees uh, the Van Damme like. But he doesn't like that. They're both just chewing and looking at each other. I don't know why they're both chewing. Nope. Now we get now Hulk gets up. Van Damme looks confused. And And he kick he kicks Van Damme while swinging on the wrecking ball. And now we see him swing again, except this time with no pants. Oh, gross. He's wearing a Speedo. And he's wearing, well, like a thong. Or a thong, rather. And he starts smacking his own ass, swinging from this wrecking ball. And they really go out of their way to show you his butt cheeks. And then he just says brother at the end. That's not a very good commercial. That's not a very good commercial. Okay, here's one thing that I think I learned. I don't. And then Hostmania went out of business not too long after that, as you'll be stunned to learn. I don't think... Anything we've said in the past 10 minutes has Makes made any, any sense. sense. So my apologies to the listening <laughs> audience. I did a little bit of light scanning uh-huh. a moment ago, and I think I might have an answer to the weirdly overdubbed Sonic Boom. Okay. And I'm probably getting a lot of this wrong. I was trying to scan this on the internet while you were talking and and, uh, while I was queuing up stuff. So I'm sure I got a lot of this wrong. I'll let the listeners fix this. But do you remember the classic video game Street Fighter? Sure. Okay. I didn't play it myself. I don't know it well, but But I know of it, right? But it was pretty famous, yeah. And I think it was one of those early, like, kind of, for the time, ultra-violent video games that had people, like, kind of parents concerned and kids agog. Um, And I think there was a character if i'm reading this correctly named guile g-u-i-l-e guile right guile rhymes with kyle and i believe that all of these street fighter people had some sort of a killer move or whatever you would call it and i believe Mm -hmm. guiles was sonic okay he could make a sonic boom and i believe from a quick scan that van damme 
played Guile in a live action movie of Street Fighter. Okay. And so I think that that, the reason it was so weird was I think they overdubbed from the video game Uh that character saying Sonic Boom. What I love about this whole thing. If I'm right. And I do, and it sounds, I think you are right. And what I love about this whole thing, and I do apologize to the listener for the total incoherence of what we're describing here, is that it's all of these like mashed together um little cultural remnants from a time mm-hmm. that like it like it, that no longer have any currency right like why is i mean i you know hulk hulk says brother a lot you know yeah, that's, that, is that his was thing. his catchphrase brother I, man um and like but all of this stuff like mashed together in a way that makes no sense if you weren't living exactly in that moment in time, right? And you also, even back then, you had to have a lot of the pieces to put together. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that these like well, that these Hulk internet hosting just, services... Th- th- that's uh, the biggest mess I've ever seen. It was a hot, hot mess. Okay, I want to play for you a commercial that I found on one of my videotapes. This is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, a commercial for the Washington State Lotto. Came out in, I believe, 1995, or at least I believe that is the um, year that the tape I was watching was recorded. I think this was either from an FX channel or a local uh, channel called Como TV. Um, I find now, I f- boy, we ended that segment with such a confusing commercial. I feel bad <laughs> that I'm going into this one. But I believe the idea for this Washington State Lotto commercial, th- you actually mentioned this sort of format as a possible theme for a show at some point where they're saying our product or service could actually be bad for you, sort of ironically, right. like pointing out the problems. It'll with it'll attract so too many kids to your house. Or exactly yeah. right. The, yeah, exactly. Like your internet is so good that you're going to bring the neighbor kid over, or right. your fast food is so good that your partner is going to eat it before you can get to it, or like whatever it is. Well, this one uh, is the trouble with money, and my guess is this was a whole campaign based on people win the lottery. But now they, you know, somehow this money is becoming a problem for them. Okay. In this particular one, so this one says it starts with a, it's white text on a black screen. It says the trouble with money. And it's sort of like this writing that is almost like a, it's almost um, cinematic in some way, right? And then it says cosmetic surgery. So this is the, this is the cosmetic surgery chapter of this campaign. And we see in a very like eerily lit doctor's office, a doctor and it's like very extreme kind of shadowy lighting almost like the movie Brazil sort of mm-hmm. and we have a doctor and he looks kind of intense and he's got like a you know like a model of a skull on his desk and, and various like instruments that he would use and clearly he's a cosmetic surgeon and he's talking to a guy sitting across from him who we don't see until about halfway through the commercial and he's kind of the stand-in for us I assume like the lottery winner and who he's talking to is just a very derpy looking white guy in you know um you know just a purple I mean he's fine but he's yeah he just looks very normal He's a very normal looking guy in, in a purple uh, polo shirt, uh, but he sort of just looks like 
he doesn't really know what to say. He's just sort of sitting there with his mouth a little bit agape and his eyes kind of wide as this doctor tells him what he needs for cosmetic surgery. Trouble with money. Cosmetic surgery. With your budget, I am thinking liposuction or rhinoplasty, a standard enlargement, calves, pecs. I'd like to lower that left ear and your lips could be full and pouting. The overall effect could be best described in just two words. Sexy, sexy, sexy. I think so. Can you say supermodel? Supermodel? We never said being a millionaire was going to be easy. <laughs> It's kind of funny, and I do kind of like the at the end, but like I don't quite get it. Why is it a problem? We said it's not going to be e- winning the lotto is not going to be easy because then you're going to need cosmetic surgery. No, I think it's because you're going to have money to make expensive mistakes. I see. So, like you know, obviously, what that doctor is describing is a an extremely bad idea, right? Like to turn to try to like. I mean, you see, I watch a lot of botched, and you don't watch botched, God so you don't have the context. You that put that I on have. in a hotel room once. I you were so mad at me. You. I know. Almost got married to you and then divorced. Married you. me just to divorce me. Um, the so there are people who do that kind of like insane every like everything that that doctor said is something that I've seen someone do on botched, and I think it's like the premise is like you you just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you might not use it to make some really bad judgments. Okay. But it's it's almost like too dark it's too dark it's too weird right yeah and it's like it's too it's a little bit it's not funny like oh i have all this money and i bought a roller coaster and put it in my backyard and like that was a a a dumb thing to do or some other expensive mistake it's more there is something i mean that you're you're right to invoke brazil it does remind me of that maybe just because of the era the 90s was like this it's very eerie and then i have another question about one of the things that the doctor says here cosmetic surgery with your budget i am thinking liposuction or rhinoplasty a standard enlargement is he talking about his ding dong? I don't. I thought so at first, but then he goes on to list all the other things that I think he wants to enlarge. So I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, what he lists after that is what a standard enlargement. Well, would I don't be. know what a standard enlargement is, or if that is even a thing. But like, I also thought ding dong first, but I think then he lists a bunch of things like calves and oh, a standard enlargement, calves, pecs. I'd like to lower that. Oh, left a standard enlargement for calves, pecs. I thought that was the end of one thought and yeah. the beginning of another. Or maybe. It's the ding dong or maybe it's the ding dong wow i mean if so that would be pretty fresh i think for a state run yeah yeah i think they i don't think that was how it's intended to be read all right, let's check in here with the Ad Council. Uh, I'll let you take it from here. Sure, this is great. I got this from Jessica, uh, who sent this in. Jessica, thank you so much. Um, this is this is the perfect uh, Ad Counselor behavior, by the way. I want you to all be like Jessica. Mm. When you see something with Sam Richardson in it, say something mm-hmm. with Sam Richardson okay, in it. Um, Jessica says, I got served up this ad in between Instagram stories last night. So, yes, she did see it on Instagram. You're right. It caught my attention because it was, one, super weird, two, for a product I'd never heard of, and three, starring Sam Richardson. Uh, If it weren't for him, I would have forgot about it, but I did a quick search and found the introduction to this campaign and this very funny character he's playing. So I'm actually going to not play the one that she sent, that she first noticed, um, because I'm going to go in order kind of of the 
the campaign. Mm-hmm. So this is Sam Richardson. I mean, we do we have to explain who he is? A comedian. You know, we fell in love with him in the Detroiters with Tim Robinson and Veep, right? And then, of course, he makes it because he's friends with Tim Robinson. He's in that show everybody's obsessed with. I think you should leave. He makes a lot of appearances in there. He's just, um, yeah, but he's Richard Splett on Veep. Right. Uh, he's just a hilarious Comedian. And we've talked about him on this show specifically with regard to um, a campaign he did with Ike Barinholtz for a hotel chain. Oh, right. Ike Barinholtz. I always hear that name and I forgot that that was the guy in those. And they were basketball related yeah. commercials. But yes. for a, like a partnership with the hotel, yes. I think. Yep. So anyway, in this commercial, which is for a product called or a company called Mydea, uh, which is like home appliances, mm. um, he plays the chief idea officer and he's uh, very stylized. He's wearing like a bright blue suit with a white uh, like a turtleneck or something underneath it. He's in this beautiful kind of modern looking open office plan space. Um, and there's like a lot of kind of like cool office stuff in it. Right. Like I see a statue of a lion in the background mm-hmm. here. He's introducing himself as the chief idea officer for this company and basically he just takes his, the gag as he takes credit for every single thing in the world as his idea. Hi there. I'm the chief idea officer at Mydea. What's my job? I'm behind the best ideas of the world's best appliance company. A wave impeller that's gentle on clothes but tough on dirt? My idea. Dynamic vibration control? My idea. Clean laundry? My idea. <laughs> he plays smarmy so yeah, well, or, or like self-proud. Smug, smug, yeah. smug. Not smarmy, smug. It's so quiet, I can't even hear it. Yeah, that's the idea. My idea. <laughs> A dryer you can shovel your stuff into. My idea. Now, it's funny because now we're no longer in his office. We're in somebody's home who's actually using the appliance. Uh, like some some long-haired guy in his bathrobe taking some clothes out of a dryer in his own home. And uh, Sam Richardson comes walking in. A dryer you can shovel your stuff into. My idea. Looking good. My idea. My idea. My idea. Front door fridge. At all of these <laughs> appliances. Well, then you love my idea. What's her name? Charlie. Also my idea. <laughs> so he's now in some woman's beautiful kitchen, by the way, yeah. with some really nice accent walls and cabinets. Um, and so uh, she, she says she loves her refrigerator. He says, then you love my idea. But there's a baby, or a, a baby or a toddler, a, a, a baby in like a high seat. And that's who, uh, that's who he's referring to here. My idea, my idea. French door fridge. Okay. I love that fridge. Well, then you love my idea. What's her name? Charlie. Also my idea. Any appliance with the MyDia logo is reliable and designed to make yourself at home. And it was my idea. Hello, this is my dia. My idea. My idea. My idea. My idea. My idea. <laughs> That's really good. It's a great way of getting a new brand stuck in your head. It is. It's. I think it's repetition. And like I especially that. for great. a. I mean, appliances are funny because I actually am in the market for some new appliances. We do need a new fridge, and. When I'm shopping for a fridge, I'm really not, uh, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable going outside of the brands that I've heard mm-hmm. of, um, you know, like. Although our downstairs fridge that we bought recently, although we were buying that really on a budget, so and it's, it was a, it's a and, secondary fridge. And it but, doesn't work that great, honestly. Yeah, like, what it's is really, it called? It's like a, I thought it was Smeg, but it's not. It's like an off-brand Smeg. It, it's just like, it's got a, it's like a, 
it's a it's like Voltron. It's not Voltron. I forget what what brand it is, but it is like a very like retro looking refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I bought yeah. it really for because it was the right size, and I wanted something that was kind of cute. But it also freezes anything that's like yeah, in the back on the, ba- the back, the back of yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, I if we're getting our like a, a decent refrigerator. I am more interested in quality over yes, style for our for our real refrigerator upstairs. Yeah, so if my idea is a good company, so I, anyway, I do think it's smart to like get that name in, yeah. in your head for appliances because people are very um, legacy conscious. I think with appliance purchases, let's buy one to support Sam Richardson. I do love Sam Richardson. All right, we'll look into it. Well, they're very into uh, promoting their um, their in room or portable. Um, uh, air conditioning units. Oh, okay. Uh, so we start this this next one. He's the same character, but he's just in this couple's bedroom at night in the same blue suit talking about how you need cool air to sleep. As the chief idea officer at Mydea, genius ideas come to me day or night. Like this Mydea U-shaped AC that helps keep the noise outside. It's my idea. And of course, they wake up when he yells Where that. are you? How did you get... Shh, shh, shh. No need to thank me. How'd you sleep? Perfectly chilly, right? Actually, I slept like a baby with the new AC. Babies who sleep? Also my idea. My idea. So he's really in their space. He's sitting on this couple's bed yeah. while they're sleeping. Then he wakes him up. Then he literally puts his finger to the lips of the guy when he says, how did you get in here? Yeah, his very sort of like smug, peremptory mm-hmm. uh, vibe is pretty funny. Um, and then this is another one for an AC, but it's during the day. It's like this woman's apartment is super hot and she's sweaty and he's promoting this portable AC. She's literally dripping sweat in almost a cartoonish manner. As the chief idea officer, coming up with brilliant ideas is no sweat. Woo, it's hot in here. Uh, who are you? And what is that? It's the Mydea Duo portable AC that cools two times faster, plus is easy to install. And it was my idea. Let me turn it on for you. It's so cold. Cold air? Also my idea. My idea. Make yourself at home. Yeah, I love this. We're I gonna like buy it too. him idea. Okay. We're gonna buy him idea and we're gonna see if Sam Richardson will deliver it. If the price is right, I would be interested in looking at it. Yeah, those anyway, are fantastic. Thank you, Jessica. I had not seen those. I love it. You can sell anything. You know what we always say on the show? If you see a Jessica, be a Jessica. Wait, no, that's not what we say. We say be like Jessica. We say be like Jessica. Don't be like everybody who didn't send in those Mydea commercials. That's right. We love to see new things. And I don't, you know, everybody's advertising is so fragmented now and so tailored and personalized that... um, there's all kinds of things that we're not seeing because of our, our media consumption choices, the things we click on, algorithms, etc. I have one more observation about those Sam Richardson commercials that I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate. Okay. So let's do it here. Yeah. The first one, I believe, was a full one-minute-long commercial. Yeah. The other two were 30 seconds. Right. Each of them, in a good way, felt longer than their allotted time. And you and I watch as you know, a lot of commercials on this show yeah. and for this show. And you really get a sense of the beats of a 30-second commercial. But True. that 30-second commercial with him in the bedroom with the couple, yeah, 
seemed like a minute long commercial. It had a lot because of because they let a lot of dead space in there. They just trust you to go along with it. Yeah, it's interesting because you would think that would mean that there was more packed into yeah. it. Yeah, but they don't overstuff it. It's got a good rhythm, yeah. good pacing. It's got jokes, but it's not like one of those ads where you feel like they're trying to get everything not leave any 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 gold on the cutting room floor. Yeah, right. It doesn't end with some weird tagline yeah. that only made sense because it made somebody on set laugh or something like that. Right. Like I can't figure that stuff out. Anyway, that's a really good campaign. I'm going to keep an eye out for those. Uh, also, it's very stylish. Like, yeah. just style-wise, the, everything, the way they've styled the homes and the, the spaces um, and the devices themselves even make you feel like, oh, yeah, this is an aesthetic I can get with. Do you follow Sam Richardson on Instagram? You know, I think I do. He's very stylish. He's yeah, like okay. kind of cutting edge stylish yeah. as well. So, and he's a handsome man. So yeah. it also just like really helps to put him in that really sharp suit. And yeah, everything. he looks good. He looks like he's he maybe looks, like working out. He looks great, yeah. Sam Richardson. Still my heart. Uh, if you'd like to send us something, you can call us six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. Let us know your reaction to. Um, I was going to say anything we talked about on today's show, but I'm a little scared to hear your reactions to some of the stuff we talked about on today's show. Uh, but maybe fill us in on what we got wrong about the wrestlers. Which and I'm sure is a lot. Give us some attaboys for everything we got right about the wrestlers. <laughs> you can also email us after these messages show at gmail.com. I don't think I gave out the number that I teased a second ago. 607-444-5597 is the phone number. That's 607 444 5597 after these messages show at gmail.com is the email is the email address you can also check out the uh, YouTube page where I put all of those oh are we out of music already I'm going way too long you can check out all of the commercials that I find on VHS tapes if you go to YouTube and look for after these messages podcast and we still have a Facebook group we do so go there go there bye <laughs>